Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Mike Tannenbaum is with us giving gotta, straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. I got to teach some of these coaches and people in general how to respond to questions being asked to them. Like, I got to teach people really how to respond to stuff. Keyshawn, did you hear what Rex Ryan said about you on uh, KJM yesterday morning? I really, uh-huh. Rex, who I'm, it, I, you know, I'm concentrating on trying to figure out how to get this defense together. Mm-hmm. We, we've got to certainly stop. Man, they, they put it on us, the Bills did, and we got to figure out how to fix this thing before it gets out of hand. Well, Mike T said it when he came on. He said, all you got to say is, Rex who? Mike, like, what do you think? Yeah, one of the great privileges of my career, guys, and Key, you know this, Coach Parcells' mentor was Al Davis, the late, great Al Davis. And when Coach Parcells was having a bad day or not sure what to do, most of the time, not all the time, he would, coach, he would call up Al Davis. And one of Al Davis's great lines was, Coach, no one cares. No one cares. And the whole thing about Coach Parcells, you are what your record is, that comes from Al Davis, which is – Everyone's going to have an excuse. Everyone's going to have cap problems or injuries. It doesn't matter. You either win or lose. And if I'm Robert Sala, who cares? Who cares what Rex thinks, anyone thinks? The only thing you should think about is what those guys in the locker room think. Are you giving them the best plan for success? And I would just be laser-focused on we got a left-handed quarterback and two at Tongvaloa. we got a really important division game. And if we play great, and especially on defense, all the other noise goes away. So don't worry about it. Just be great at your job. So, it kind of felt like he got put into a corner a little bit. Sala? Yes. Well, let me go over, for those who haven't heard it, Robert Sala, the present head coach of the New York football Jets. Although I already fired him. And Rex Ryan. <laughs> yeah, you called him the former. Well, everyone's eventually a former. And uh, Rex Ryan, the once head coach of the Jets. Rex Ryan doesn't want any Robert Sala comparisons. He told DiPietro and uh, Rothenberg uh, yesterday. Um, listen, listen to what Rex said about Robert Sala. We actually have the sound, so listen. This guy's supposed to be a defensive guru. I heard everything, and I take it personal on this one. Everything I heard about was, well, this guy's a lot like a lot like myself, but without the the bad part. Yeah, well. Some of the bad part you need because this team doesn't play with any any damn heart. I mean that that's the thing that's disappointing to me. And don't ever compare this guy to me, this Robert Sala to me, because statistically, one time they were like a top defense. All right, four. Out of, here's one thing they're going to be familiar with: four out of five years, the 49ers were dead last in their division. So he's going to be dead last again. So he's used to that. So to me, I'm a little about it when when i hear that this guy you know his background's a lot, lot like yours no it isn't no it isn't so as you just heard <laughs> key and jay were on di pietro and rothenberg just moments ago sala but if you missed it sala responded on the michael k show on 98.7 espn in new york rex ryan just excoriated you today he said why should people compare him to me he's not me he's had bad defenses he's not showing emotion on the field uh he really tore into you like i've never heard a former coach tear into a present coach your thoughts on what rex said guys i honestly you know what i've never met rex i've never had a conversation with rex i i I don't even know him except for people who know him throughout the league so obviously if it's that personal for him he knows where to find me so were you surprised that he said it Oh, I'm not surprised by him. He's he's always got something to say. 
obviously see that that, that part hurt. of it though yeah. that that part of it like the first part fine first part fine you, you handle it I would have I would have deaded the conversation and said I'm not worried about Rex Ryan I'm worried about my opponent coming up this weekend the Miami Dolphins but first part fine second part is where he gave in. Yeah, oh, well, obviously, he always has something to say. And then that ignites this whole thing. See, it thing. seems like everyone present, everyone here, Key, Jay, Mike, what it seems to me you're saying is once he doesn't respond the way Key responded, for example, it indicates that his head isn't in the right place. It's not about fanning the flames. It's not about whatever. It shows that, wait, he's, his, he's not focused on what he's supposed to be focused on if he's going back at Rex Ryan, right? Isn't that, the, isn't that the issue? Yeah, and Max, like we got two great athletes that were at the pinnacles of their respective sports over the formative years of your careers. I'm sure people took shots at you all the time or wanted something, and you guys can't be great without having that sort of like focus that very few people on the planet have, and that's what great athletes have, great coaches have. I've been in meetings with Bill Belichick three feet away from one another, and the phone's ringing, and I'm like looking like, is he going to pick it up? And he was laser fo- – like, I wish I had his focus sometimes. Like, the man was unbelievably focused. And I'm sure for both you guys, there's been times where, hey, ignore it. I don't care where it's coming from. Absolutely. And, and, and if I'm Robert Sala and I have the privilege of being the head coach of the New York Jets, nothing matters, just my locker room. If we can get half of the damn society that we live in to focus in on that, imagine how great we would be. People are so focused in on negativity – they respond to it. They let it eat them up. He he's now he's now completely ruined for the next couple games because he's still thinking about he might make a call in the damn game based on thinking about Rex Ryan. Well, we are believe it or not, he may make a call in the game thinking about what Rex Ryan might say to him if in fact he makes the wrong decision. Because what you're talking about, Key, crazy. I think, is learned behavior. We're social animals. We care about what the group thinks. But that's just the way humans are wired. So what you're talking about is not natural for everybody. People have to learn that. It takes discipline. It takes time, etc. Robert Sala, that's, it is, I agree, a bad look because what it portrays about Sala is he real, his feelings were hurt by Rex and he really cares about what Rex said you and then are, he went back at him. You are the head coach of the New York football Jays, as Bill Belichick would say, the NYJs. You are the head coach of a professional football team. Semi-pro at this point. but yeah. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> you have been put in a position of leadership to move things forward in a positive light. Rex Ryan is not the only one that feels that way about you. Yeah. There's thousands of New York Jet fans that feel a certain way about him. You cannot get caught up. In negativity. I wonder if Especially, Max, when you're two and seven. That's, but I wonder if, if that's you're winning, what it is. If you're really. winning games, bark back all you want because your play on the field can then dictate how you carry yourself. But when you're losing and there's a ton of questions spiraling around your organization, that's not the way to handle yeah, it, it, it at that it, given look, time. Mike was my uh, general manager, personnel guy, capologist, the whole sort of things. He spent several years with me in the New York Jets, but also spent years watching me in the National Football League. Do you know the amount of hatred that came toward my way as a player? I didn't. You think I sat up and, oh my God, I can't believe that they said that I'm not fast. I can't believe that they well, said on, I'm Key. a bust. Hold on, I Key. Can't, like I'd go crazy. Key, but Key, when they were 
up in Quebec and everything. You were visibly no, agitated I was by not that. Visibly. I remember you being no, agitated. You, what you remember was the media writing things. Well, okay. What you don't remember is I played alongside of him and continued to help my team win. That's what you remember. But, you only remember the newspaper articles. You don't remember me saying it. What you remember is people saying that's how I was. So how did you feel when someone it's would come at you? Because it's ridiculous. With that? You don't even pay it any attention. But I but this okay. is why I chew his ass out about looking at social media. Don't look at that stuff. When you when the when the when they would get you what? at your I locker, I love when you get passionate like because this. it's ridiculous. Keith, I understand. Keith, and if when I they had would get Robert you, Sala in front of me, I'd tell him right now. Why are you listening to Rex Ryan, who's working with me for a reason? Facts. When they would get you at your locker as a young player, yes, as a young player. as a young player. Did you have the same kind of responses that you had toward the end of your career? Yes, absolutely. So it was the be- same, same from beginning thing. to Max, end. Max, same Max, thing. He's a thousand percent right. They're such jealous and envy when you're sitting in those seats. And there's another great expression that applies here. Like when something bad happens to you as a star player, coach, 80% of the people in the league are happy that it happened to you and the other 20% don't care. So mm. it's you against the world. Yes. Mike, let, let me ask you a question. If – the Jets were to let go of Joe Douglas and they made you the general manager of this team. Have you seen enough from Robert Sala to bring him back for a second year? I'm really happy being on KJM every, every, every <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> I'm on a show this just in every Monday at 2 it's o'clock. terrific show. Uh, has a brand new host. Yeah, yeah, what a guy. great deflection. I love it. <laughs> I'm really happy with what I'm doing. Why are you guys trying to get rid of me? Here's what I would say is I want to see progress. I want to see meaningful progress. And by the way, I got to see it on your side of the ball. So if you're going to lose, lose 10 to 3. Like, impact your team on defense. And that's why you got the job. So show your greatness. Inspire your team. Make them better. Let's see progress. And look, I'm sure he's frustrated. But, Jay Will, if it's me, Vince Lombardi, Joe Douglas, or three other very qualified GMs in the league, it's all the same prism, which is, are you getting your players better? Are you seeing meaningful improvements? Right. So, yeah, you have guys, to. Let, let, let's, let's start there. Let's play either, neither, or both. Quarterback, head coach combinations. Ready? The Jets. You, 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 you keep them, get rid of them, right? Jets, Sala and Zach Wilson. Either, neither, or both. Mike Tenenbaum. Well, I'm going to give them more than one year because I, I believe a little bit of patience. So, and, like, we did draft Zach Wilson for the next 10 years, and I, I think what's really important here, guys, is it doesn't matter in 2021 if the Jets win four games or seven games. they got to play better. And if Zach Wilson plays this week, guys, I will throw up if he turns the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. Kyle Shanahan took Jimmy G last night. It was obvious, like, we're going to run the ball. Don't turn it over. Let's see progress. Well, you better get a bucket next to you because you might have to throw up. <laughs> what I would so hold on. So, Mike, you're saying both. You're keeping, you're keeping both. both. Okay. Yeah, I, I would keep them both. There's no. Right now, one of the things that you look toward is you say to yourself, let's see how the second half season goes. And at the end of the year, because he's new, and quite frankly, Joe Douglas is just – this is where now I'm really watching Joe Douglas. I'm going to sit down with him at the end of the season, and we're going to evaluate, we're going to self-evaluate, and we're going to say, hey, just want you to know that we're going into 2020, I mean 2022, with your ass on notice. I'm just being honest with you because I'm not going to get fired messing around with either one of you if I'm the president of the team. Was Joe Douglas part of that question, or was it Robert no, Sala? No, just, it's just Sala and Wilson. <clears throat> mm. I might go either on this one because I'm leaning towards Robert Sala. Last four games, 
54 points to the Pats, 34 points to the Bengals, 45 points to the Colts, 45 points to the Bills. If that continues versus the Dolphins, Texans, and Eagles, I might have to go Robert Sala on that one. Yeah, I might be with Jay only because if you're going to bring in a new GM, let's just say, I know this is extending it, but if you are, for Sala to keep his job, the GM has to love him. He has to think, oh my God, he's great, this guy. If you don't believe that about about, about Sala, then you're going to wind up getting rid of him. Here's why I'm pushing back on Jay Will, though. When we hired Robert Sala back in January, we didn't hire him for one year. We knew that it was going to take some time. Like Joe Judge, Joe Judge was on the precipice of being the head coach at Mississippi State. He was a young coach. The Giants didn't hire him for one or two years. They wanted him to All be right, there. All right, so let's do can it. I, can I ask you a question, though? Hold on, let's what do is, it. we got to move it along. Okay, we got right. okay, go ahead. Go no, ahead, I was going to just ask, like, don't you need to see some kind of heartbeat, though? Like, can't, can't you tell in one year – if that heartbeat translates to on the field or not? Yeah. Or is that just all, you know, KYP, know your personnel. They, they don't have the right personnel. Yeah, and, and Jay, I would go back to you and say, what about your process? Did you believe in your process when you hired Robert Sala when you didn't hire these other coaches? So if you believed in your process in January when you hired him, shouldn't we stick th- through it for another year or two? And you played for Mike Krzyzewski. One more year. <laughs> all right, guys, guys, let's pick up the pace here. Giants. Judge and Jones, Joe Judge and Daniel Jones, either, neither, or both. I'm keeping both. I feel really good about both because from this standpoint, on the quarterback guys, who is better? Like, there's nobody in the draft next year. And Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, there's the big three. They're not coming to New York. York, So do what you can to get Daniel Jones better. And I think Joe Judge is showing progress. Yeah, I'm going to keep them both. Uh, Dave Gettleman is a different situation, but I'm going to keep them both. And if I'm hired as a new general manager, I'm going to give them one year, evaluate them before I decide to do something different. Yeah, I'm keeping them both, and they better hire a new general manager. How I'm keeping that? them both at this point, although I would have Sorry. drafted. If I were the Giants, I would have drafted Justin Fields. I don't care what anyone. Well, oh, you already have a quarterback. Well, now I got two. And, and, and Justin Fields will sit on the sidelines for a year, hold the clipboard, push Daniel Jones, and whoever wins, and I suspect it will be Justin Fields, I'm getting rid of the other one. That didn't happen. At this point, you can't do better at in an obvious way, I'm keeping both. Seahawks, uh, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, either, neither, or both. Yeah, I think it's time for Pete to retire. I think the game's passed him by from this standpoint. He gave up two first-round picks for a safety. The game's just played differently. One of the things I love about Nick Saban is Nick went to Alabama. They had very few offensive players drafted early in his tenure. Now they have multiple quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Mac Jones, multiple wide receivers. He's evolved. I don't see Pete Carroll evolving. I would move on from Pete, mm. let him retire. Whoa. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd take a hard look at, at Pete, uh, a hard look at Russell Wilson to move forward from there, reset it. If I decide that Pete Carroll is a guy that probably needs to retire, like Mike is saying, then I'm probably going to move Russell Wilson, and I'm going to reset everything and start fresh and new because Russell Wilson only has – three, maybe three years left of really Russell Wilson-type football. And if I'm a new head coach coming in there, I want to bring in my own guy to deal with the situation and build. Mike, Mike, when you say Pete Carroll, the game has passed him by, are you talking about him throwing his electric hand warmer that looked like a flip phone on the field instead of the challenge flag? Like, what do you mean when the, when the game has passed him by? That was a great moment. I mean, wouldn't you love to see other head coaches, what, what's in their pockets during the games? Like, that, that was a great moment. He had a flip phone? No, no, no. What happened was he when he went to throw the red flag, Oh yeah, it was a pocket warmer. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, either, neither, or both. Uh, I'll go with Carroll being gone because I think, look, Russell Wilson is a top-tier talent. Oh. I would like to actually see him with the head coach right now that he's more in tune with. It just seems like something's off there. 
I'm keeping them both. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson. If that team's healthy, as I say, everything win double digits. They're going to make playoff runs. Get the defense better. Coach up the offensive line. Come on. Dolphins, Flores, and Tua Tugavailoa. Either, neither, or both. Mike Tannenbaum here on KJM. Yeah, I'm keeping both. Again, young coach, young quarterback. And Tua, by the way, he's basically had one, the equivalent of one rookie year. He came in. He had hip surgery. He's played very inconsistently. We've all seen that. But, again, if you believed in your process and you took him with the fifth pick overall, to me, you guys see it through. Yeah, I'm I'm probably taking a hard look at both of those guys. Um, depending on what happens in the offseason, I'm going to keep Brian Flores, but depending on what happens in the offseason at the quarterback spot, I may look to move to him. But, Key, let me ask you that. You've played with quarterbacks your whole life. Like, doesn't it, Isn't it a developmental position? It is a developmental position but it can't be developmental if the rest of my roster is ready to go and that particular position is kind of holding me back and I know you have love in your heart for the Dolphins and everything because you were down there before but I don't know that Tua is the long-term answer if I can get something better like Deshaun Watson something better it doesn't have to necessarily be Deshaun there's other quarterbacks that are out there potentially that could be better I'm keeping both. I, I like Tua. I like Brian Flores. I think, think it's been a revolving door for them from offensive coordinator perspectives. They have Coke offensive coordinators right now, so I think the more consistency Tua houses that, the better they'll be. Um, all right. I, I would keep them both because I might look – well, I, I have to keep them both because I invested in Tua. I'm not sure he can't be a good quarterback. I like Flores. Um, the one I would look at is Tua. I would have to look at Tua. They already looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> They've been looking at him. They've yeah. been looking at him. But, but in the absence of something clearly better, I would ride with Tua and see if he could develop because if I do find something better, I could flip him into something better down the line if people think he's better than he is now. Can, can I bring up one yeah. quick thing? Like Cam Newton, I brought it up for like six weeks. Yeah. I still don't understand for teams that may need a quarterback next year. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, New Orleans, yeah, Carolina. Miami fits in. Everyone's giving up picks for all these other players. Cam Newton's out there as a free agent. It made zero sense to me why he was on the streets as long as he was. I'm with you, Mike T. Rich Basaccia, Derek Carr, you keep either, neither, or both. Uh, I'm not going to keep Rich Basaccia. I like him as a person, but I'm going to go get a CEO, somebody that could come in. They have not drafted well there. Obviously, what happened last year is historically bad. And I, I think what Derek Carr has shown is remarkable leadership this year. What he said when Gruden left after the Henry Ruggs tragedy, I am a big believer in Derek Carr more so than I ever have. And then I would look for a head coach that could obviously start anew. And, and this program obviously needs some transformational events. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and stick with Derek Carr as much as I can. I love mm-hmm. Rich Bisaccia, but much like Mike said, I'm going to blow up upstairs. I'm going to go and I, I got to reset all that. Mike Mayock out. Out as soon as the season's over. Bye. See you later. Thank you. And I got to figure it out from there. I agree with you both. Who would be that person to replace Mike Mayock that you think would help this organization get to where they need Mike to be? Mike Tannenbaum. No, 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 no. I, I was try. I would look maybe even to colleges and bring in a guy just to pick a couple, like a Dave Aranda. Hey, yeah, hey, 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 hey. Shh. <laughs> Who's done an unbelievable job quietly under the radar. A guy like a Kirby Smart and say, hey, Let's go build something for the next 10 years. Mm. I think I would I know, keep... I, know, I know where you want Dave Aranda to go. I think I would keep them both. I don't know about Passaccia <laughs> yet, but I would take a look based on how people feel about him. Take a look, see what he can do. I mean, they've been going through... The Raiders have been going through a lot this year. I'm not going to judge their results right now. Either, neither, or both Eagles, Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. Mike T. Yeah, I, I would keep Sirianni because, again, for all the reasons we've talked about, 
Jalen Hurst is a really hard evaluation for me because if the four of us were in a room, we could put 30 plays together where he looks like an elite quarterback. He played really well against Denver in Denver on Sunday. But to their credit, they're going to wind up with three first-round picks. That's the good news. I just don't know when I look at guys like Pickett from Pitt, Ritter from um, Cincinnati, Willis from Liberty. I don't know if those guys are better. That's a hard call. I want to say I want to move on, but I don't have a great answer. They're, they're not better. And I'm sticking with both of the head coach. And I'm sticking with everybody. I mean, the kid is playing pretty good football. I mean, it's, it's his first year as a starting quarterback. It's the same thing that we say about the other quarterbacks in their first year. Yes, he played four games last year in a mop-up duty-ish type position and role. Same thing we say about Justin Fields. Same thing we say about Mac Jones. Same thing we say about Trey Lance. Same thing we say about Zach Wilson. Just give him time. I, I, yeah, I would say both. I, I think there is some questions around Nick Sirianni and his personnel and how he utilizes them. There's been some question marks around that, but I think for the time being, yes, it still it still showed to me that that win against the Broncos that this team rallies behind Hurts and Sirianni. The, the only thing about Hurts, guys, isn't his size a concern? Like, I don't know if I'm looking at a prototypical NFL. He ain't tall. That's Kyler Murray, though, right? But he no, he taller than Kyler Murray, but he ain't. You know, he thick though. He got he's an athlete. You see his legs yeah. and everything. Like his his whole trunk, everything is like perfect. He's not tall, but he's tall enough. Hurts Tua Daniel Jones. We talked about a lot of guys. Jones a little bit more advanced than, than those guys, but guys. Or any of the like the real question is, because it's very early in their career, can they get ever into the next bucket of quarterbacks? Because Key, I know you're like, you don't need the next bucket. You can win with this kind of guy. Man, but why? Why not just try to get the, the, the you best can't possible? Always get Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Tom Brady that turned into Tom Brady because he wasn't Tom Brady when they had him originally. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting your business with specialized coverages for your commercial vehicles. More at progressivecommercial.com. Either, neither, or both. Baker Stefanski. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, your smart speakers. Download the podcast. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Mike Tannenbaum is with us in studio. So, Last segment, we played a game called Either, Neither, or Both. Quarterback-coach combinations, would you keep either, neither, or both? 
Mike, if I posed that question to you about the Browns, either, neither, or both, Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski, what is your response? I'm keeping Kevin Stefanski, but I'm immediately moving on from Baker Mayfield, and here's why. I drove to the stadium on Sunday morning. I know I didn't have Nick Chubb. I didn't have Kareem Hunt. Great opportunity to go beat a really good team in their home stadium, and he wasn't good enough. And By a long shot. The honest and sober reality is when you look at the ages of all those other great AFC quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert, for the next five to six years, they're not going to have anything better than the eighth best quarterback if they keep Baker Mayfield. So when I'm flying back to Berea, Ohio that night, I'm making the decision we can't win a championship with this guy and we have to move on if we want to get to where we want to go. I'm keeping Kevin Stefanski, no question about it. I think he's a good coach on the learning, still kind of learning how to be a better coach in the National Football League. As far as Baker Mayfield goes, there's some injuries. I need to have some private conversations with him and his representatives, but I also need to be finding a hangar to park my G650 in and have some private conversations with Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and figure out what Deshaun Watson is before I can actually move on from Baker Mayfield because there's probably no better options out there if those guys are not available. We'll be seeing Kevin Stefanski in Cabo is what you're trying to tell me? Well, you want to have that conversation. <laughs> Pri- conversation private hanger is always the plus. That's the, that's the key. Private jet, private hanger. We can sit here. There'll be food served. Nobody else will know what we're doing. Or we could take off and fly in the air for a few hours and talk about what we need to do. Let, but let me, let, I want to have that conversation because if I move on from Baker without having a plan, I can be screwed. So let's talk about that. Let's say they strike out Mike T, key scenario, but they strike out on Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, even, say, Derek Carr. You don't like so, Carr, though. So I don't, I, I don't like him as much as the other guys, but I do like him. I like him better. Than, I think he is high end of the second bucket, okay, of quarterbacks. Now, they don't have any of those guys. So, Mike T., I'm in your front office. You're the GM. And I propose this, right, at some meeting. I say, what about this? What if we offer Baker $100 million contract, 25 a year, four years. So we don't have any of these other guys, and we're not going to pay him 40-plus a year, but we can get him on that middle-class salary. You're still saying no? Yeah, I disagree with Key. I'd rather go get someone like... Middle-class quarterback salary. Cam, Cam Newton, Jimmy G, maybe even look at Case Keenum. Like, What does Baker Mayfield bring to the mm. table that shows that he is in... His skill set is very replaceable to me. But what it, I'm saying is if you're – but those guys will cost what he costs, right? Give or take, if you got him in the, in the 20s. The, the problem that I have with that, though, Mike, is first of all, I don't want Case Keenum. He's cool. It's cute. He won a game, and he looks okay, and we can visualize 2017. I get it. Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, I, I, could, I could may pay – you know, a little bit of money for that, 15 a year, 16 a year, whatever the case may be. The problem is I'm already committed to the $20 million plus million on the fifth-year option. So I can't, I'm not going to whack him. So I could trade him to one of those four quarterback destinations, give up a pick or two to get those guys back and give them an extension, and it would work out that way. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. I would try to trade him, and look, there's going to be enough teams like Denver, Houston. There's going to be playing teams that are going to need a quarterback mm-hmm. next year. And I just think Baker, as the first pick in the draft, sees himself as this franchise quarterback. I don't put him anywhere close to that class, and that's why I'd rather go with Jimmy G, 
Cam Newton, somebody else, maybe Derek Carr, and then maybe draft somebody longer term, and I would trade Baker, who has one year left on his deal. So, so Mike, you would go with, even though considering the injury-prone history of Jimmy G, you would still take that as a better long-term option? I think Jimmy G is a better player than Baker Mayfield. Jimmy G's good, though. Baker Mayfield. He's injured, too. Yeah, but so is Baker Mayfield. I mean, like, look at at the game on Sunday. Baker, there, there are some things he does well. Baker throws with accuracy. Baker has good arm strength, but he's not fast. And he could outrun college defensive linemen. And what we're seeing in the pros he's not is tall. he's going to get – yeah, he's short and slow by NFL standards. And because of that, he's going to continue to get hit. And he's tough. He's playing with a bad shoulder. He hurt his knee. Those things are going to get worse over time, not better. But, Mike, it sounds to me – okay, so rank the quarterbacks. Let's leave Derek Carr out of this. I'm assuming he'd be at the top. <laughs> but rank the quarterbacks – um, well, because, no, Key, I'm putting Derek Carr in your category. Like, let's put him in your category. Okay, so Cam Newton, Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum. Rank them in order. Yeah, uh, look, Top I, to if, I, if I could get Derek Carr, he would be number one. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G would be number two. I don't know, like Cam, to me, I can't see him leaving Carolina because I think he'll be the starter there this okay. year and next year. That's an interesting He'd conversation. He'd be three? Well, He'd probably be higher. No, he's better than Jimmy G if he's healthy. Okay. Yeah. We need more information. The interesting one there is, like, they already extended Sam Darnold's fifth-year option. How are they going to handle that in Carolina? Similar to the Baker Mayfield situation where they've given a fifth-year option, how are you going to handle it? Same thing. See, I, this is, I understand the Browns' issue, though, because even – I know what you mean about Case Keenum, Key, a little smoke and mirrors, right? But, yeah, I can't. But, you're and not going to sell I me think on Baker, that. I think Baker's a little better than Case Keenum. So Case Keenum, they got for six a year. Amazing deal, right? But I wouldn't just say, okay, now we got – that's our starting quarterback. Let's spend the money elsewhere. No, I want to do a little better. I think Baker is a little better, okay? I can't get Cam. He's in Carolina. Jimmy G is also injury prone, and he's going to cost what Baker costs, give or take, right? Baker already know- Why are you against if you can get him at the right price? Why are you? It just seems to me you're off Baker. You don't believe in the guy because he gets. He's going to continue to get nicked up because he can't outrun defensive linemen, and he's a smaller guy, and that's a bad combination. And you're not getting him for twenty million dollars, Max. Mm. It's not going to happen. Twenty-five. You're not getting him for twenty-five million. Well, then I'm moving he's on a to thirty million dollar quarterback in the National Football League. That's what the numbers are. That's what it is. Well, for that, I'm going to I'm going to stay with Case Keenum at six a year. <laughs> Thank you're you, going to get fired because yeah. Case Keenum uh, is not it. Case Keenum for four years ago, yes. Case Keenum today, no. Mike, okay. is there I anybody in the All draft? Right. Potentially, like Matt Corral, that you can look yeah, at and I say, mean, "Yeah, no, there's a couple guys that for pennies on a dollar, similar yeah. to how you had Baker before." Yeah, no, there's a couple guys that are interesting. Willis from Liberty's an interesting guy. I mean, see, I watched him the other day. You can have that. I watched him against Ole Miss. You can keep that. Well, I mean, these guys are all going to come in with some flaws. Like none of them are perfect. There's not. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you're right. Ritter's been the kid dirt. from Pitt. Yeah, Pickett. Can he pick it? Can he pick it? Ritter, I don't know about. Yeah, he's, he's also a little, little thin, like little. Yeah. Dan Sucker, man. Yeah. And look, you know, take it a step further. Like, coming into this year, DJ Ugalali from Clemson was going to be the heir apparent of Trevor Lawrence. He struggled. Now, they've struggled on offense. Keaton Slovis struggled. Yep. There's not a lot of great quarterbacks. Sam Howell struggled at struggled. North Carolina. Struggled. Yeah, Spitler so, Rattler struggled. Right. That's why Baker Mayfield is going to be a starter in the league next year, either for Cleveland or somebody else, even with his deficiencies. There's not enough of them. But my point is, when he feels like he's – the number one pick in the draft, and this is his team. I just feel like you got to move on 
and try to get somebody a little bit more better. Obviously, if you get Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, but if you can't, I'd rather have Derek Carr or Jimmy G. Why Superman could have rescued a different franchise. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Who should be the starting quarterback for the Panthers moving forward? And if it is Cam, can he do enough to put this team into playoff contention? The job of the quarterback is to do what? Get your team into the end zone. And he did it twice on two drives when he touched the football. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN, Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, your smart speaker. Download the podcast. Mike Tannenbaum hanging out with us. Cam Newton will get most of the first-team practice reps this week in anticipation he'll be ready to make his first start on Sunday at Bank of America in his second go-round with the Carolina Panthers. So that brings us to this, Key. Why didn't the Steelers or Saints or Dolphins, for that matter, but I'm really – Steelers, we talk Saints in the division. Why didn't they try make an effort to sign camp? Well, I think when you start with Pittsburgh, right, and you look at the situation like Mike Tannenbaum was talking about, I don't know, two months ago, whatever Cam was initially released from the New England Patriots. He wasn't vaccinated, and then when he finally got vaccinated, you're like, well, they should sign him. They should, they should have signed him and told him to get vaccinated and convinced him to get vaccinated or whatever the case may have been to back up Ben Roethlisberger. The problem is, Cam didn't want to back up anybody. He says that he would have backed up Mac Jones if given the opportunity in New England. Yeah, okay, at that time. But he wasn't going to come off the streets to become a backup. Just just for the rest of this year and then next year he gets no, the Steelers this is, job? This is reason he set for so long, as soon as the it became available, that he was getting ready to be the starting quarterback in Carolina, and it was an easy do, he goes to Carolina. In terms of the New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston was there. Taysom Hill is there, and then you see Trevor Simeon every single day in practice. And what you have, you figure, well, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. And Trevor Simeon hasn't played god-awful. He hasn't played lights out either. He's just there. Back, professional backup NFL quarterback. And you can probably get through seven games with that. Right. There's a lot to unpack here, but if we go back to that Steeler-Lion game on Sunday, like that to me was an infomercial of like, why they should have signed Cam Newton, because who's their starting quarterback in September of 2022? It's not Roethlisberger. It's certainly not Mason Rudolph. So to me, 
I want to get the quarterback that high, has the highest upside long-term, and I would assign him to a two-year deal, say, hey, Cam, come on in. You're going to learn under Ben. You're going to learn the system. We're going to get you completely healthy, and at some point you're going to be the starter here. Likewise, I would have done that in New Orleans. And I'll say this about Matt Rule. Good for him. He came in, said, hey, Cam Newton's not my guy. We're moving on. And then he learns that, hey, we're not in college anymore. You're, the resources to get your team better are very limited and good for Matt Rule to learn from his mistakes. And I fully expect that Cam will be there this year and next year, despite Sam Darnold's guaranteed money. I agree with you. My mind was blown when Pittsburgh didn't make that move, though. Like, Mike, it, it, you, you sit there, even watching Mason Rudolph, you're like, okay, you know that's not it. Yeah. You know that's not it. Dwayne Haskins, everything that you heard from the offseason, preseason, but you Jay, know well, that's not it. Why, why, why not play Dwayne Haskins? He's a young guy. It didn't work out in Washington. It's a developmental position. At least Dwayne Haskins has a much higher ceiling than Mason Rudolph. Yeah, they, well, you I mean, can't play him. I'm in the middle of the thick of things in the AFC. But, I'm but, fine. Ben, only reason why Ben didn't play is because of the COVID situation. Yeah, I, no, I agree with that. I'm saying this week, that. I'm saying why would they play Rudolph over Haskins? Because he's probably looked better than them. They I, probably feel more comfortable. Guys, I want to get into that about what you just said about COVID. Like, There's an interesting tweet from Heather Dinich, our college football reporter. Also a big Steelers fan, right? She tweeted, can anyone explain to me how so many NFL teams don't have winning backup quarterbacks? The Browns do. Case Keenum, right? It's the NFL for crying out loud. Should teams reevaluate, guys, the backup quarterback position in the age of COVID? You could lose your quarterback the day before the game, like the Steelers on Saturday. Don't have a solid backup. You tie with the Lions. By the way, it's also a 17-game season. So the risk for injury, the attrition, the chances that you might get something. But Should teams change the way they think? And by the way, players change how. the way they think about that spot. Big Holler, backups for a reason. You are a backup for a reason because you're not better than the other guy. Yeah. And you move from team to team because you're not better than the other guy. There's not enough quality backups in the National Football League in general, that's the way it's always been. Teams, out of the 32 teams, there's always like five teams that got quality backups. Everybody else backups. You're dealing with Nathan Peterman types. You got the Raiders that got Marcus Mariota that was a starter. They paid top dollar to get. You got Case Keenum was a starter once upon a time. Cleveland paid top dollar okay, to get. Okay, but watch, Key. Let's say I'm a team, I have a decent offensive line, right? But I'm not a great team. I have a decent offensive line and I have a quarterback and I don't have depth there. I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling up the Chicago Bears. I'm saying, hey, your third stringer, Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP, if I have an O-line, he can play. But I'll, tell well, I'll pass on that every yeah, day. Yeah, no, but I'll tell you one of the mistakes I made in my career was Ryan Tannehill came off of a bad knee injury, and we went into the next preseason. We didn't do a good enough job of having a backup for him. He gets hurt on a non-contact play in practice. Yeah. Then we have to go recruit Jay Cutler to come out of the Fox broadcast booth. So – Heather's point's a good one, especially in COVID. Um, it's still interesting to me, like, today, like, how is Nick Foles still in Chicago? That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, it just, it, it really. It because does. Nick Foles is not good. Y'all got to stop falling but, for the O.P. I said if I have a good old line. But, but if I had a good yeah, right, right. And he's making, like, goo gobs of money. Wait, 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 Key, this is, what, this is, I think, what the point is. You're right. There's What I'm really asking, you're saying, Max, you can't just invent backup quarterbacks. There are X number of quarterbacks to go around. So really what I'm asking. I think I'm the only one on this show that played with enough backups to know. Yeah. Right. No, no, I'm not disputing that, Key. I'm not like they're only – you can't just make them out of clay and say, you know, hocus pocus, now they exist. Like there are, let's say, five good backups, like you said. 
My, what I'm really asking is, should demand for those backups, and meaning their salaries now go up, should teams now value them differently? They do. And, That's why they all might. They do. That's why people pay the top backups to come play for them. Right. It's one of those things, too, when you're building a team and you're looking at salary cap resources, it's like having any other insurance policy, homeowner's insurance. Like, you spend all this money. I mean, you guys must spend a lot on homeowner's insurance knowing the size of your homes. But anyway, I digress. But if you live on the ocean... Like these right? guys, and, when they and, have waterfront properties, and, you pay, and, and, no and sea Florida, levels are rising, yeah. you yeah. better have a insurance. Can be expensive, and, and, you, and you hope you never use it. And that's like that's the hard thing about when you build a roster and you spend all this resources on a backup quarterback that you hope you never have to use them. But when you don't have it, like when we didn't have it, it's really really bad. And that's always the hard thing about how much do you pay a backup. I'm not paying Mike Glennon eighteen million dollars to well, be that my was, backup. Me neither. That was horrible. Like, that's not. I'm not me doing neither. that. Yeah. I'm not even looking at him. I got a few bucks for you if you want it. Great. Case Keenum gets no. six a year. Yes. Yeah. So when you look at the rosters in the league, you talk about a quality backup. The best, the best backup in the National Football League. You want to know what city's in? Chase Daniel. No. Best the guys be- in Buffalo. Mitch Trubisky uh, is the best backup. Quarterback by the way, he looks really good now league. in retrospect. Like he was. Decent in the, in Chicago, boy, he must have been really good. He's going. Yeah. To, he's taking teams to the playoffs <laughs> twice. No matter what you think about him in the Matt Nagy situation, yeah. Brian Dable, if he had to play, I, it's just my opinion. They're going to miss something with Josh Allen, but it ain't going to be catastrophic to their mm-hmm, team. Mm-hmm. It's just my that opinion. Not, not that's not in my opinion. Well, he's Brian I mean, Dable. He's fat. He can he can outrun. You talk about like Baker Mayfield's not fast. Mitch Trubisky can legit outrun linebackers, and he's got some size and athletic ability. Yeah. He's not accurate down the field, but if he was real accurate down the field, yeah, he, he'd be starting. He he got fixed a little bit, I think, in the preseason. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio.